0: You may be seated. Listen to me now. You you people have no idea how encouraging it is for me to see all of you continue to show up. Uh, It is encouraging for me. Just to be around you, it encourages me. For me to look on your faces, for me to see you, that you still show up. It is very encouraging for me when I feel like uh, the, the dial has been turned up a little bit. Has it not? I, I feel like uh, uh, you, you really have to take a stance now. That, that your stance on this word is starting to become a costly stance. But even though that cost, we, we still have people showing up in the house of God this morning. And I, I'm so appreciative of that. Uh, please understand I am not here to opine. I'm not here to give my two cents. This is not a talk show. I am here to preach the Word of God this morning. So I want to welcome everyone here this morning. Welcome everyone watching via live stream. We're glad you're with us as well. Um, A couple of quick things I just wanted to let everyone know before I get into the Word this morning. Um, I know you've probably already seen the Welcome Center, the new Welcome Center out there. We're, We're still kind of getting some things situated over there, but want to let everyone know that we have been able to cash flow, all that stuff and some of that stuff's very expensive. but I've seen uh, many churches recently have closed, even many permanently closed. But what we have seen here at New Hope is I don't know what it is. It's the blessing of the Lord in a faithful group of people and we have been able to do so many things. I don't know if you anyone has noticed, Um, There's all new lights. We switched to all new LEDs in the lobby area. I know many of you probably are thinking, well, I didn't even see them. There's all new light fixtures in there. There's new light fixtures in our classrooms. There's uh, new light fixtures in our restrooms, so now you ladies can primp even more clearly. But but all that stuff is very expensive. We had to go and buy two full skids of lights, and our, our old lights were constantly burned out. Uh, many of them, there was dark spots out there. Uh, many of the ballasts didn't even work, even if you did change the light bulb, it still didn't work. We got two new skids of lights. We're able to cash flow all of this stuff because the blessing of the Lord has been on this church. He is protecting us. He's hiding us under the shelter of His wing. And I thank you for being faithful. All, all this stuff is paid for, and it's just, just tremendous. Um, now, I won't get into this, but I'll also let you know that we are trying to develop some plans. Uh, Rod's been coming up with a few drawings, but most of you know we do own that big giant field back in that, back behind the back parking lot, all the way up to those houses. It's a decent-sized piece of ground, and we've always felt that the Lord has given it to us for a reason, so we're trying to develop some plans for back there. Uh, I floated the idea of a pastoral mansion. (laughs) But the Lord shelved that idea for now. Uh, We'll we'll revisit that down the road. But, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to develop some plans back there. You know, maybe uh, we'd love to have a playground. We wanted a playground for a long time for our children. Uh, Some shelter houses and a park. We'd love to do a walking trail. I know there's lots of folks that walk. Um, We'd love to do something like that. So we're trying to develop some plans for that back there. Something we can use. Something our community can even use. Um, so those are in the works. More of that to come. Uh, we don't have all that figured out yet, but I just wanted to thank everyone for your faithfulness. Uh, th- those of you who even watching live stream, we have so many faithful people. Uh, it- it's just a tremendous blessing to Pastor Joe and myself. Uh, like I said, it- it's so encouraging to be, the body, to be with the body of Christ. It's so encouraging to me. Uh, list me up. Uh, we- we're in some troubling times, aren't we? I, I-, I know I've been harping on this, but I've I've said to you, from here on out, things are going to get bumpy. I, I just flipped real quickly to a scripture in Jude. Jude tells us to earnestly contend for the faith that once was delivered to you. So I I, I say that to you this morning. We got to earnestly contend for the faith. So a while ago, I, I've been waiting to preach on this for a good while. Um, you know, I, I, I honestly I try to pray about these things and. And I wait for the green light from the Lord. Um, a lot of times I get all these ideas, I start writing them down, and you just feel this feeling. The Lord says, mm, no, that's not right, that's not what I want, try again. And that's happened many a times to me lately. Um, but I feel like he's giving me a little bit of the green light this morning, um, just trying to follow that leading. Um, so I'm just getting to this that I've wanted to preach on for a long time. And a while back, um, we were doing a Bible study, and, and a question came up during one of our Bible studies, and it was a good question. And someone came and asked me and said that this kind of question kind of came up in their small group. And the question was this. How do you know if you're deceived? How would you know if you're deceived? Because if you're deceived, you won't know that you're deceived because of the fact that you are deceived. Did Did you get that? If you're deceived... You will not know that you're deceived. So obviously, people that are deceived, they don't know that they're deceived, or else they wouldn't be deceived. Are you confused yet? But you know what I'm saying. How how do you know that you're not deceived? The Bible warns us a whole awful lot about don't be deceived, don't be deceived, do not be deceived. How do do we know that it's not me? How do do you know it's not you? Because how do you know you're not? Because if you're deceived, obviously you don't know it. How do you know if you're deceived? How do you know that you're not the one that's deceived? Well, first of all, what do you mean deceived? And basically, if you're deceived, you believe something that is not true. You believe in some sort of idea that is false, that is wrong, that is not truth, that does not contain the truth. Webster says this, to deceive is to cause to accept. What is true, invalid, from what is false or invalid. Listen, to make someone believe something that is not true is what it is to deceive something to someone. So if a person is deceived, they believe something that is not true. They have subscribed to some belief that is false, but they don't know that it's false. They are deceived. Listen, to to be deceived is to be buffaloed. It's to, you have the wool pulled over your eyes. Someone has sold you a bill of goods. Someone has tricked you. You've been deceived. There, there is a scam going on right now. Um, as far as I know, it's still printed on the AEP bills. If you get your AEP statement, you could look on there. There's a warning from AEP. There is a, a group of people, whatever it is, that are trying to scam people. They are posing as though they work for the aep company and they are calling people saying hey Your bill didn't get paid if you don't pay it Within a few hours if you don't send money to this account within a few hours your power is going to be off today And it causes people to say what happened? I don't know what happened and they send a payment to this account and it is not aep There are people posing as aep. They are deceiving people trying to bilk them out of their money we, we got one of those phone calls here at church. I, I tried to keep an eye on the voicemails, and I was working on one of my messages, you know, going to town, and I thought, well, I better go check the voicemails, and I checked, and there was a person on there that said, this, this is a warning, uh, New Hope Church, we want to let you know, your bill has not been paid, there's a problem, you need to send whatever it was, $150 to this account, Uh, You can pay it via credit card or whatever, but if you don't pay this by 5 p.m. tonight, you're not going to have any power. And me, I'm cynical anyway. I'm thinking, "Uh, I think we pay our bills. I'm pretty sure we pay our bills. But, But that scam works on a lot of people. It deceives a whole lot of people. Those guys make millions of dollars scamming people, scaring them into believing my bill's not paid. They are deceived into believing something that is not true. Their bill is paid. There are people just trying to scam them out of their money. That's what it is to deceive, to believe something that is not true. There are many, many people who have bought into some belief or some idea that is not true, but they are unaware that it is not true. That's what it means to be deceived. So my question this morning is, how do you know you're not one of them? What if Pastor Joe has been deceiving you? What if I'm a deceiver, deceiving you? Even now, how do you know you're not one of them? There are millions and millions of people right now, currently walking around that are deceived. They are believing something that is not fault, or that is false. How do you know you're not one of them? Because remember, if you're deceived, you won't know that you're deceived. Now, maybe you're thinking... Well, I appreciate your sermon, brother, but this doesn't apply to me. I've been saved for 30 years. I've been saved to f- for 40 years. This ain't my first rodeo. I've been through this before. So this doesn't really apply to me. Well, I'll, I'll reply to you that the Bible says that even the very elect can be deceived. Listen to what Matthew chapter 24, 24 verse 23 says. It says, Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall de- deceive the very elect. Th- that word elect comes from "eklektos," and it means the chosen, the picked out, the hand-picked people of God. The Bible says in those last days that there's going to be false Christs arise. People who try to purvey truth, but it's mixed with lies, and they are going to deceive the very elect. Many of us in here, I have people that I esteem highly in the Lord, that I look up to, that have been through very many things, and they still hold to their beliefs, and I esteem them highly. Mentors of the faith, whatever you want to call it, I have those people, you have those people. The Bible says even they have to be vigilant, because even the very elect can be deceived in these last days. I believe that deceit and deception is one of the enemy's greatest tools. I I truly believe that. None of us can dismiss this warning from Christ. None of us can dismiss this and say, well, that's not for me. It does not matter how long you've been saved. The very elect can be deceived. Brothers and sisters, I tell you that this is one of Satan's greatest weapons he has in his bag. And he, he has some pretty effective weapons. You see them manifesting themselves now. He has division in there. He has fear-mongering in there. And he has deception. And, and as these last days move forward, he's using deception more and more and more to deceive people. Listen, the enemy hides lies behind false appearances. He, he can take untruths and he can take lies and he can make them palatable to us. Make it so that, oh, that's good. That looks good. He he sneaks his deceit in ways that look good to us. He makes his lies look good to our eyes. He makes them believable. Listen, in the Garden of Eden, the enemy hid his deceit from Eve in the form of a wonderful looking piece of fruit. Man, I love fruit. I see fruit. I I want to whack a piece of it down. The enemy knows how to take deceit and make it look good to us, make it look like the answer to us. He knows how to take lies and make them look like that is the truth. It's one of his weapons. Listen, he, he makes alcohol look like it's a blast. He makes promiscuous sex look like it's a good old time. He makes money look like it is the answer to all your problems. He makes sin look like it's the good life. He makes immorality look like it's the fun path. He makes the other woman or the other man that is not your spouse look like the adventure of a lifetime. He makes the grass look greener on the other side of the fence. He, he is able to do that. He can trick us because He's deceitful. You get to looking on the other side of the fence and it looks so lush and green over there. I heard another person wiser than me said, if the grass looks greener on the other side of the fence, it's because it's got lots of manure on it. There you go. Amen. There's a lot of truth in that. But they're all lies. They're all lies covering up the real truth that a sinful lifestyle will destroy you. Amen. It will destroy you. Brothers and sisters, you've seen the beer commercials. You, you've seen them. The guy cracks open a Coors Light, 10 or 12 bikini women start dancing beside him all of a sudden. You've seen a Pepsi and Coke commercial, someone cracks open, a can of pop for crying out loud. I saw a commercial for a birth control that this lady found this form of birth control she liked and an entire village started dancing with her. That—that That is how the enemy sells sin to us. That he knows how to package it. He knows what he's doing. It's one of his weapons. It's one of his crafts that he has perfected and you have to be very wary of what the enemy... He knows how to find what it is that we're, 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 we're looking for. He, he knows how to exploit those cracks and those crevices in our armor. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to sell sin. Like it's so satisfying. Like it's, it, it, that's what you're looking for. This is what's been missing in your life. He's able to make sin seem like it's so fulfilling to us. The enemy does that because he's a deceiver. He he makes sinfulness look like it is the answer. He can take things that are not true and make us believe that they are true. He is a deceiver, one of his weapons, one of his greatest weapons. Listen, the devil knows how to make immorality and fleshly living look enticing. He knows how to package it. He knows how to market it. He knows how to distribute it. He knows all these things. He knows how to sell it and he knows how to get people hooked. To oh. hook. You know, that fishing lure that looks so good to fish. You know, it's always covered up with something, but there's a barb under there. Once that barb sinks in you, he's got you. It's, it's, all this is wrapped up in the enemy's ability to deceive us. You gotta be on guard. Constant vigilance. You have to be on guard. For deceit and deception the enemy knows how to polish a lie he can polish it and make it shiny he can make it silver he he can make it appear to be true but at it at its roots it's a lie the enemy knows how to spin the truth he knows how to twist the truth just a little bit just a little bit You, you know All of these poisons, all these pest control poisons that we see, they're not 100% poison. It's a fraction of a percent poison, but it still does its job. It still kills the pest. That's the enemy's thing. He, He just takes some truth and he twists it just a little bit. It's what he did in the Garden of Eden. It's what he's doing today. He's taking some truth and he twists it off just a little bit. He'll even try to use the truth. He'll even try to use Scripture and just twist it just a little bit. And he mixes some of that truth with lies and he spins it all. And it becomes difficult to know what's right and wrong. How does he know how to do it so well? Because he is a deceiver. That's who he is. Listen, Revelations. Chapter 20, verse 1. This is actually talking about the millennial reign of Christ. We won't get into that today. That will be for a different day. But listen. Revelation chapter 20, verse 1 says this. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. I can't wait to see that angel. I don't see what he looks like. Listen, verse 3 says this. Listen, and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him. Listen, that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. You see, the Bible refers to the enemy, the dragon, the devil, Satan. It refers to him as a deceiver of the nations. that is what he's doing right now. He's throwing as much deceit out at us as he can. He's throwing deceit at the church. He's throwing deceit all across the nation, all across the world, trying to deceive everyone in this world. Listen, he's going to deceive people into taking the mark of the beast. He's going to deceive people into worshiping him. He's going to deceive people into thinking he is God. He's going to deceive people. He deceived Eve into eating that forbidden fruit. And listen, he deceives millions and millions of people into thinking, I'm all right, I'm all right. It's one thing I, I could, I always had a hard time understanding is, how can so many people, millions of them, not give a hoot about what happens to them after they die? I, I've had friends that I, 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 you know, you try to share, and you try to minister as best you can, and I have had this one buddy. It's like he didn't care one bit what happened to him. Whenever I die, they're going to do whatever with me. I don't get that. It's because the enemy has deceived these people. He has come and slowly, slowly, slowly put blinders over their eyes. And now many millions of them don't even care what happens to them. They don't even care. He's deceived millions of people into believing there is no God. He's deceived. He's a deceiver. And we have to guard against this. Listen, this deceitful evil spirit from the enemy manifests itself in many different forms. Listen, for example, we can deceive ourselves. If you follow that back, it goes back to the enemy. It does. You follow it back, it goes back to evil. As an evil spirit, we have the ability to deceive our own selves, to fool ourselves. To pull the wool over our own eyes. I'd like to hope that if I ever get buffaloed, it's at least by someone else, not by myself. James chapter 1 verse 22 says this. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We have the ability to deceive ourselves if we hear the word of God, but we don't do it. Listen to it. If we hear it and don't practice it. If we hear it but don't implement it. If we hear it but don't ap- uh, apply it to our lives. If we hear it but we don't exercise it. If we hear it and see it but we don't do it. The Bible says you done fooled yourself. You buffaloed your own self. What the Bible says. If you listen but you don't apply it. If you receive it but you don't execute it. The Bible says my friend, you've deceived yourself. You've tricked your own self into believing that you're okay. You'd unfold yourself. 1 John 1 1.8 says this, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We also have the ability to deceive ourselves if we say, the Bible's saying, I've got no sins. There ain't Nothing wrong with me. I'm good. Concentrate on that guy over there. He's got some issues going on. I know he does. He has some marital problems. Concentrate on him. I'm not that bad. I'm doing okay. The Bible says, You done fooled yourself, man. You've tricked yourself. There's nothing wrong with me. Those people are bad, not me. Look at him over there. He's a drug dealer. I'm not a drug dealer. Look at those people over there. They don't go to church. At least I come to church. The Bible says, You have deceived yourself. If we say we have no sin, there is always things wrong with us. There's always things that need constant. That's why the Bible tells us to be attached to the true vine. You need a constant attachment to Christ. Amen. Look at that guy. He's a rapist. I haven't raped anybody. You don't fooled yourself. You have tricked your own self into thinking that you're good and you don't have any issues. You have subscribed to something that is not true. Listen, another way we can deceive ourselves. Listen to me now, okay? If God has spoken something to you that does not align with he, what He has already said in His written word, you, my friend, have deceived yourself. Do you understand what I'm saying here? Malachi 3 Verse 6 says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. If you read a scripture and you're like, that doesn't really apply to me. I'm kind of an exception to the rule. You, my friend, have deceived yourself. You have deceived yourself. You have. So, wherever that voice came from, that told you something that does not line up from the word of God. That we already have. I can say this. It did not come from God. You deceived You conjured it up. Emotionalism. I, I don't know where, what it was. But the Bible says we have this ability to deceive our own selves. If the Lord has told you something that contradicts what he has already written and given to us. You've buffaloed your own self. He does not do that. He does not change. He does not. It, it, the Bible says, men, don't be touching all over the women. And the Bible does say that. I can't come to you and say, well, yeah, it doesn't mean that. But I'm a pastor. So I, so I can take a young lady and pray all over and have hands on. Nobody's the exception to the rule. No one is the exception to the rule. If you're the exception to the rule, and that well, doesn't really apply to you have done fooled yourself. You have deceived yourself. Now, Listen. If someone comes to you and says, well, the Lord has revealed to me the exact day and the hour that he's going to return. You can soundly tell them, no, he did not. The Bible says no man knows the day or the hour. He will not tell you things that contradict what he has already written. This is his written word. He will. If He speaks things to you, they will align with the Word of God. They will align with the plumb line. They will line up scripturally. You can laugh and joke about this, but ask Pastor Joe how many times it happens. How often this happens. If someone comes to you and says, Well, the, the Lord said I'm allowed to have a girlfriend on the side. You can soundly tell them, No, He did not. The Bible says that marriage is between one man and one woman. You can soundly tell that person that with authority because that's what the Scripture says. God will not tell you things that contradict what He has written and already given to us. Why? Because He does not change. Now we might chuckle at some of those examples, but it happens all the time. All the time. All the, I think of the dear, wonderful people we've had in this ministry over the years. And how many people are gone? How many people have buffaloed themselves? They weren't even buffaloed by someone else. They've, they've tricked themselves. They've fooled themselves, and they're gone, long gone. I don't know if we'll ever get them back. Wonderful people, they're gone. They they subscribed to something that wasn't true. They saw something shiny and neat and wonderful, and. A, they didn't know that underneath the surface of that shine, it was all lie. It was poison. Amen. God, God stays the same. He will not contradict His written word. He will not. James, the book of James, tells us that God has no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Do do you know what a a variable is? A variable is something that changes. A variable is something that is inconsistent and unknown. It's, It's constantly different. That's why you always see the math equation has an X in it. It can stand for any different thing. The Bible says God is not an X factor like that. There is no variableness with God. You know exactly where He stands because He does not change. Neither shadow of turning. He's not even going to think about turning. This is His Word. We align with it. We don't try to bend it into war beliefs. It is his word. We buffalo our own selves. Listen now. Not only can we deceive our own selves, but the Bible says that we can be deceived by other people. Oh, we see that all the time. I don't know what it is, but I've been on this kick. I know many of you have also, because i talked to a lot of you, watching lots of preachers and You know, And it's good that we we feed ourselves through the week and listening and praying and seeking the Lord. But I've been, many of you know, I like to watch videos on YouTube. There's some wonderful men of God out there. There really are. I know some of you you know that. But I also have been watching some of these people that are deceivers. I I was watching this one gentleman. His preaching, I know I'm not the best. I'll give you that, okay? His preaching is horrible. It's nursery rhymes. I'm thinking, what in the world? There's thousands of people in his audience. Thousands. And yet, this man's message contains no gospel. No gospel. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of people in this man's audience. Uh, You see some of their doctrines, and you're like, where did you get that? That's nowhere in the Bible. But people don't know. Because they don't know their word. That's it. That's it right there. You can be deceived by other people. You can be. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6 says Let no man deceive you with vain words. Listen to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 says Let no man deceive you by any means. 1 John chapter 3, verse 7 says Little children, let no man deceive you. Are you starting to see the warnings that the Bible is putting out there? Hey, there are deceivers in this world. Don't be deceived. It warns us over and over. Matthew chapter 24, 24 verse 4. This is our Lord and Savior Jesus. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in, my say- come in my name, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. Do you see the warnings over and over from the word of God? Do you see it? The, the epistles warn us. The gospels warn us. The Old Testament warn us. The whole entire Bible, all the way through, warns us, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. I've watched, I like documentaries. I've recently watched, the, there was a Jim Jones documentary. If you're not familiar with him, it was the Jonestown Massacre. I think 900 and some people He convinced them somehow. He convinced them to to all drink at the same time they drank poison. 900 and some people dead. Deceived. And Jim Jones was a handsome man. He was a nice look. He kind of looked a bit like Elvis, had nice, dark, shiny hair. He was a very flamboyant speaker. He deceived people. He deceived, it costed 900 souls. I also watched a documentary about David Koresh. We, all of us remember David Koresh in Waco, Texas. He Listen to this now. He deceived people. He had to, the, the Branch Davidians in his compound. He had the ability. Listen now, you, you don't believe in deception. He had the ability to deceive other men into giving, them, giving him their wives. Do you understand that? I, I would like to thank That would be a cold day in Hades that someone could come to me and say, Hey, Jason, uh, the Lord told me I need your wife for a little while. Brothers and sisters, come now. Let us reason together. But that actually happened. That actually happened. He was so deceptive, so smooth, so sneaky, such a snake The spirit of deception was in that man so good that he was able to trick those people. into Some of them actually gave them children to him. Pedophilia type stuff to this man. Deception, deceived, buffaloed, tricked by another man. Why now do you think the Bible warns us over and over? And mind you, that David Crest said, I am Christ. I am He. Deceived people. He deceived them. Most all of them ended up dead too. Ended up dead. Costed them their souls. How sad is that? Listen, the the Old Testament tells us the same. Do, Do you know that the Bible is internally consistent from cover to cover? Listen, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 8 says this. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither listen to your dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. You see, there, there was... you actually. I encourage you, sometime this week, go back and read Jeremiah chapter 28, the previous chapter. Read Jeremiah 28 and 29. We all know that Jeremiah was a mighty prophet of God. But there was this false prophet named Hananiah that was going down and making these prophecies. And he was doing them in the name of the Lord. And Jeremiah comes up to this dude. You have to understand, Jeremiah was a man of God. Uh, he was one of those men that we would highly esteem. And, and Jeremiah was suspicious of this guy. Because this guy's making these Prophecies, saying the Lord said this. How many of you know we have lots of people today saying all these prophetic things? Just be careful what you swallow. Be, be, quer- be careful. The, the Bible actually says, says to test the spirits. Try them. You better run them through this before you say, look at this, look what I found. So, so this man, Hananiah, Jeremiah is, 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 is thinking, I don't know about this guy. But, but finally, the Lord tells Jeremiah, says, go and confront this man. And Jeremiah chapter 28 verse 15 says this, Then said the prophet Jeremiah unto Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. That, That same spirit that was in Hananiah is still alive and well today, that deceiving spirit. If you follow it back, it leads to Satan. It leads to the deceiver of nations. It leads to the devil, to the enemy himself. That spirit is from him. You make this people to trust in a lie. Hananiah was deceiving people. He was causing people to believe in something that was not true. He was causing people to believe in lies. Brothers and sisters, listen to me now. Deceit is one of the enemy's greatest weapons. Man, he is just... Pulling out all stops. He's using it like crazy right now. If I can ask the band to make their way back, I'll bring this to a close. But listen, back to my original question. How do you know you're not deceived? How do you know it's not you sitting in here this morning? Maybe you believe something that's not true. Maybe you have subscribed to a belief or a system of beliefs that is not true. Maybe you are sitting there today thinking, I'm all right. I'm on my way to heaven. Everything's good with me. No problems at all. But maybe that's not actually true. How do you know? Listen to me now. How do you know you're not deceived? Well, it's pretty complicated. It gets kind of technical. I hope that you can understand this very technical answer, but you can prevent yourself from being deceived by prayer and reading the Bible. Did you hear what I said? I said prayer and reading the Bible. Those two things can prevent you from being deceived. Listen, prayer will keep you in close communion with Christ. Prayer will keep you in His pasture. You know you can run out of His pasture and no longer hear His voice. Prayer will keep you in His pasture. Prayer will keep you in range of hearing His voice. Prayer will keep you attached to the true vine. Prayer will keep you close enough to Christ, in communion with Christ, that if you start to see a nice, shiny new object, you're close enough to Christ, He's going to say, hey, leave that alone. Leave that alone. Don't, don't swallow that. Don't take that. Psalms 139, verse 23. This is a psalm of David, but I, but I like to call this more of a prayer. And at the end of that chapter, he says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Brothers and sisters, that's a prayer we need to make our prayer that protects us from being deceived. It's, it's a mankind opening his heart to God and saying, Lord, come in here and you search every crack and crevice. You unturn every rock. You search down in every hole. And make sure there's nothing in there that's a lie, that's a wrong, that I've been deceived. Search me, O God. Try my ways. And the Bible, the Bible will reveal the truth to you. You see, because the Bible is the Word of God. It is true. It is the truth. The, The Bible is revelation. The Bible reveals to us who God is. The Bible reveals to us what God is, what He wants from us. Why we're here. Purpose. The Bible reveals that to us. It will reveal God's command. It will keep you from wandering off. It will keep you on the straight and narrow. Why do we call it straight and narrow? Because so many people fall off of it. So many people can't even find the straight and narrow. Listen, the Word of God will give you a boundary between right and wrong. A clear cut boundary that will say, do not cross this line right here. That side of it is wrong. This side of it is right. Psalms, and I'll close with this, Psalms 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of thy words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. When these words enter an individual, it sheds light. It shines light on dark places in our hearts. It shines light on anything that we have swallowed or believed or subscribed to that is not true. God points it out. He manifests it to us through His Word. When it enters us, it gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. How much of us need understanding this morning? Man, it's, it's hard to understand what in the world is going on anymore. What in the world is going on in our nation? Read this book and it will impart understanding into you. Let's stand this morning. Church, listen to me. Be on guard from the enemy's best weapon, deception. Be on guard from being deceived. Don't let the enemy trick you. Don't let him polish a lie and give it to you and you think it's something special. Cast it down. Throw it out. Try try everything. Hold it up to this Bible. Hold it up to the plumb line. Don't let the enemy deceive you. Let's worship. These altars are always open. Thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you, God. And I am holding on to faith Because I know you make a way And I don't always understand And I don't always